When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. I want to thank you all for joining us. I also want to thank you. Um, Tens of thousands of you are tuning in. You're reading our articles, getting all of our information, and it's 100% free. As media is driven towards the pay-to-play model, we've made the decision, I'm proud to be part of our company, that we're not going to do that. Uh, We want to be able to keep information free. There's no reason for you to pay people for what we're giving you for free. And I appreciate you on our article pages, clicking the follow button for on our, on our YouTubes, whatever, clicking the um, subscribe button. Thank you for doing that. Please do that. Please keep sharing the contents, how we keep it coming to you. 100% free. We're at all the games. We're in the building Every single day, we're getting you the most information possible, and I want you to know we greatly appreciate you liking, following, subscribing, and sharing our stuff. Thank you so very much. Now, this is the second podcast for the day, and obviously, we don't do two a day very, very rarely, but these are extraordinary times, and I want to go back, and I told you I was going to do a pod today about where the the franchise sits moving forward, and that's what this one is really all about. Um, I want to go back and I want to touch an issue again. You know, everybody has trolls and critics, and I just ignore those people. But I had several people say, how could you be shocked at the firing? And that's a fair question if you hadn't have been following along. Um, You saw uh, Champ Kelly say the same thing yesterday. Several members of the media, Adam Schefter, others, that were shocked. And it wasn't shocked because we all thought Josh was doing a great job. Although I think in my job, I'm supposed to be fair. And Monday night at the game, right around halftime, I tweeted out, you can see what he's trying to do. Um, Execution's killing it, but you could see. But our job's not to create news if you're a good journalist. Our job is to report. And so the shock wasn't that Josh that we were all thought Josh was doing great. The shock was, is there had been assurances to them that they were, this was not going to happen. And I don't think Mark Davis lied, but there were assurances given to them. And many of us were told it's not going to happen. So that was the shock. 
And I hope that puts it a little bit in perspective for you. So I want to get into the salary cap because I want to make it real clear. Uh, I am a big fan of Champ Kelly, a big fan of Antonio Pierce. I don't believe uh, you want to give a guy a chance to come learn how to head coach at a team like the Raiders. And so a guy like Antonio Pierce, I really like him. And with that interim label, I think he now has a nine, well, 10 week, because there's a buy, a 10 week job um, interview. It allows him to learn on the job. And and with Champ Kelly, this is a guy, many people, I wrote about him before Dave Ziegler was hired that I thought he would be a great GM. I would love to see both of these guys win the job. They're very good people. They're football people. And I, again, just genuinely good human beings and very good at their job. So I'm I'm rooting for him, not as a fan. You've heard me say lots of times, I'm, I'm not a fan, but I root for good people. I love to see people prosper and do well. I know that we live in a time where a lot of people look at others when they prosper and get jealous or get mad or try to rip them for that. That to me is stupid. I I love to watch people prosper. I love to watch good people who do things the right way, do good in life. Um, I that To me, that doesn't make me think poorly of myself. It drives me as a self-motivated person uh, who lives in Realville. I love to see people um with a sense of initiative, with a sense of hard work. I like to see people that don't feel entitled to anything, but but they feel enabled by God to be able to have the ability to go try to reach their dreams. So I'm rooting uh, for Champ and for Antonio. But the problem is, is there's, there, there's a lot of areas where this is going to be a hole that's going to take some time to get dug out of. Now, having said that, I don't think it's an impossible hole, and I'm not making any excuses for people, but I want to look ahead to 24 and 25 and give you a look of where the Raiders are. Now, a lot of my information comes via Spot Track, which is um, there are several sites that do um, contracts and several sites that do salary cap. And I asked one time several general managers, which one of those is the best? And there were several that were mentioned, but uh, the Winner by far was Spot Track. People said I really like Spot Track. Whatever, it doesn't mean the others are bad. So that's the one I I go to for a lot of my information, just because that's where football people have sent me. I want you to look at where the Raiders are for twenty twenty four. Now they're on the contract with the books for Jimmy for twenty nine million, roughly twenty nine million. It's over twenty eight and over twenty eight five. So that's why I said twenty nine million. In both 24 and 25, they're married to him. That's going to be the hit that they take. Um, so they cut him, move him. So everyone's like, we got to trade Jimmy. Okay, that's great. But if you don't want him, what in the world makes you think somebody else wants to jump in there and make roughly a $60 million commitment to an off-injured guy with accuracy and in, 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 in playing ability. Bueller. <laughs> so if they let him go, which is a pretty good chance, he's on the books. That's that's the basically $29 million in dead money in 24 and 25. Shazam. Now, they already got $13 million. So if you let Jimmy go, you're basically $42 million in dead weight. Starting out, 
and 24. Now, Hunter Renfro is about 18 million on the books next year. Now, I want to say a couple of things about Hunter. I think this could give him some rejuvenation as a Raider. I think that's a very big deal. But that's where why it was so difficult. Several teams called on Hunter. And at the end, I know for a fact, because I was told, you may remember last summer I reported he could be have, had for a four or five. And the issues that people had, though, were his injuries. Then he comes into this year, and he's not the same. Now, in fairness, he, was, he as, was he a target as much? No. Was he open? Yes. But multiple teams told me he looks like he lost a step. He looks like he just doesn't have his, his get-off-the-ball speed. In fact, um, God bless my wife. We were trying to go to dinner the other night, and uh, I was talking to a former Raiders wide receiver who talked about Al Davis being in his grill, saying, if you can't get off the ball, you can't play here. And 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 um, Hunter's contract um, and Hunter's ability to get off the ball, he looks like he's lost a step. One, one GM described it to me as looks like he's running with a piano on his back. Were there teams willing to look at Hunter? Absolutely. I know that the Raiders had offers for Hunter. Um, but every offer <clears throat> came with the Raiders having to pick up part of his 24 contract, and that was not going to happen. So if Hunter's lost a step, maybe he continues to get healthy and gets it back next year. But that's what other teams felt about Hunter, and I know that's also what the Raiders felt about Hunter um, and his inability to get more involved. So if Hunter stays, his contract's 18 million. If he's if he's traded and nobody's willing to pick and, and the Raiders aren't willing to pick it up, they're gonna, you know, there's that other team's gonna have to take 18 million. So basically Hunter's either on the roster or off. Because just the market right now doesn't feel like a team is willing to pick up his 18 million. I know there were several teams that were interested. Several. If you do your research on teams that needed uh, wide receivers, you can figure it out. I don't think they wanted to do anything, but we'll just leave it there. Um, I know that the the Saints would have really loved to have added Hunter, but that $18 million was, was hurtful to them and where it sat. So that's another issue. Next, um, Brandon Faison, who hasn't played this year. He's $3 million on the books for next year. So now you've got 13 already in dead space next year. You got Jimmy, which takes you roughly to 42, because whether you cut him or keep him, he, that's still going to be a lot of dead space. I don't think you're going to find a new coach that's excited to work with Jimmy. That's 42. Depending on what happens with Hunter, that's $18 million. And if he is not able to perform next year, that's $60 million. $3 million with face sons. Let's hope he's back and healthy. But he hasn't been back yet, so that's a reason of concern. Oh, and Brian Hoyer, he's $3 million for next year. So right there is about $66 million. 66. I don't believe Brian will retire. Why would he? The Raiders own $3 million. Why would he? I know the Patriots 
last year wanted him to retire. And he's like, why would I retire? You owe me X millions of dollars. I think it was 1.6. It was under two. So they end up cutting him and the Raiders sign him to a two-year deal. But Brian's for $3 million. So right there, you've got, again, $66 million. Now, assuming Faison can come back. And what if the new coach says, okay, fine, we'll take Brian Hoyer as a backup. We'll keep Hoyer and Aiden and go get a new quarterback. So that's where they are financially. So that, now the cap will go up. The cap will go up. Now, 25 is the year that looks like they've got a lot of room. So if you go get a rookie quarterback next year or whatever, it sets the stage for then 25 to be a big year. Now, remember, I'm going to give any coach 20 games. I'm going to give them 20. And then we'll get into a critical period. So then 25 looks like it could be a big year, but you still have another 29 to Jimmy Garoppolo. And then there's another $9 million on the books to Chandler Jones. So really you're about $38 million in the hole in 25, which the cap goes up every year. So that's not bad. And there's no additional other dead space. So you're in much better place in 25. And then assuming no other cap hits, 26, there's no dead space on there. So it's not like it's a it's a hole they can't get out of. It's not like it's a hole that there's no room or there's no breathing room. It's not like a, a hole where, man, they're never going to recover. But it allows you to kind of get a look behind the scenes of where this franchise is financially. Now, fact of the matter is, if you wanted to bring Jimmy Girl, and, and I know for a fact that the Raiders wanted to come here because that that Ziegler, I mean that McDaniel's wanted to come here because he wanted to coach Derek. I know that for a fact, and now that he's not here. I can tell you. I mean, he told me that. Okay, didn't work out. They, they, the franchise was a hundred and ten percent all in confident that Tom Brady was coming. There was no tampering, but they were confident Brady was coming, and Brady didn't lie to them. But some circumstances happened that Tom was unable to come be the quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders. They would not have moved on from Derek for Jimmy. But they had already moved on. And I can report this, and and this has never been reported, but I'm willing to report it now because they're no longer here. They circled the wagon back around to try to see if they if the relationship could be repaired with Derek. Um, Derek, I, I said this to you before, had a, a, a uh, great respect for Ziegler. There was no animosity with him and McDaniels. They, I believe there was an understanding. The Raiders had to bench him or take a shot at him being injured and that contract being Guaranteed. But when they circled the wagon back to feel Derek out, hey, this would be the second choice. <clears throat> Derek had already been talking to teams, already knew there was a market. And uh, what I was told that that was not what Derek wanted. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't blame him one bit. The franchise as a whole in its totality 
didn't want Derek. So why would he go back? I don't blame him. I've said this before. I, I have so much respect for Derek. think he's a tremendous human being, a great individual. I can understand if you have a chance to go with Tom Brady to fit your new system. I get that. But it was a calculated, incredible error by, uh, well, some won't think it's an error, but then you go marry Jimmy in that contract. But Derek was their second choice. They tried to circle back. That wasn't a, that wasn't going to happen. The third choice then became uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. But the contract they gave Jimmy is inexcusable. Now, I'm going to address two things. I've already alluded to this once. They knew there were issues with Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones had issues in New England, but he had issues in Arizona that didn't get as well reported. But they were still there. And they were hiring a, a defensive lineman over 30, which traditionally they start to sink. You can make an argument for some of the for several of the decisions that they made. They thought it was their guy, whatever. The contract for Chandler Jones, absolutely inexcusable. And I and I I voiced that to Dave Ziegler, by the way. And I wasn't gonna. I mean, I was told you people I was critical of the contract, but this was something I was very, I mean, I was vocal with Dave Ziegler about. What are you doing? You knew there were issues. That was a bad deal. And and I'm never going to share my private conversations. I won't tell you anything that, because even though they're not here, I'm never going to set out to disrespect them. I have too much respect for them. And um, people have bosses. The Jimmy G contract, terrible, terrible contract, terrible. We'll just leave it right there. And they were married to him, and the marriage clearly wasn't working. So that's where the franchise sits today. That's where it's at moving forward. It is certainly not doom and gloom. It is certainly not um, undoable. And I would say to you, if you're being fair, looking at, at the salary cap, looking at where the team is today, a new potential coach, I hope it's Antonio and Champ. I think you're looking at 25 where your expectations should be, okay, this team is going to compete and be a, you know, a, a be competitive for an AFC West. We all know the Chiefs are going to still be good. But I think where money lines out and contracts line out and the way things is, it's going to allow them financially to have a lot more flexibility. And uh, I think it's going to be very interesting to watch where this team is. So I thought you'd want those numbers to know exactly what I was thinking at, where I was looking at. I hope that is a blessing to you. I hope it's able to bring and shed some light on information to you. You certainly deserve it. As you know, from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network, this is Hondo Carpenter. Thanks for joining us tonight, everybody. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great evening. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network. Whoa, whoa.